Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to Ireland's Birth Stories, a podcast created for women to share their experiences with pregnancy and birth. My name is Cora Gernon and I've created this space to enable women to share their experiences from start to finish without feeling shy about the detail. If you would like to support the podcast, you can do so through Patreon. I have attached the link on the website. So if you just visit the website, irelandsbirthstories.ie, you can then find the Patreon link there. Thank you to those that have. So before we dive into this week's episode, I just want to mention Tot Talks. So Tot Talks has been created by Kitty from Birth Baby Beyond and I to give you the opportunity to gain knowledge uh, throughout your pregnancy, to prepare for your labour, birth and also in those postpartum days. So we are running various workshops, monthly workshops and also we have baby massage coming up at the end of the month along with pregnancy yoga and a few other bits and pieces up our sleeve. So I will link um, Tot Talks on the show notes and also over on my website. So in this week's episode, I chat to Jessica. Jessica is actually the brains behind the pre and post baby chat. So she, when I spoke to her, she was 36 weeks pregnant and we chat all about preparation for baby, how she felt, how she felt about bringing another little girl into her family um, and what she has done in terms of preparation, you know, giving being in labour on her own throughout COVID, which she admits she was quite nervous about if she let her mind wander. Then Jessica got in touch a couple of days after she welcomed Bonnie into the world. So really nice, um, really nice change there. I really enjoyed it. Actually, I was very excited for those few weeks. And actually, the night before Jessica got in touch, I thought maybe I should reach out because I was thinking about her and I felt like there was a lot more than four weeks that hadn't gone past. So I really enjoyed my chat with Jessica. I felt far more invested than I probably should have been in someone else's pregnancy. But it was lovely to hear how well it went and what she did to ensure that she felt comfortable and, and got what she wanted basically she wanted that epidural and she made sure she got it and she got it pretty early as well which is great it's also a really positive induction story so for those of you who are pregnant and want to share your story get in touch uh, through the website so if you there's a share your story box there get in touch and I'll get back to you as soon as possible thank you Jessica for the amazing idea and for sharing your story uh, I hope you enjoy it in fact I know you will Jessica, you're very welcome to the Ireland's Birth Stories podcast. If you want to just begin by giving us a little introduction to you and your family. Okay, so I'm Jessica. I'm 32. I live in Kells County Meath. I'm married to TJ and I'm mummy to Claudia, who's seven, Sadie, who's three, and I'm 36 weeks pregnant with baby three, pregnancy four, baby three. So yeah, mad times. And how have you been feeling? I feel really good, really, really good. Like there's, it's just so busy. Sometimes I'm like, 
my god yeah I'm pregnant <laughs> this is happening but um now like it's Christmas so there's been a lot more time to kind of focus and you know try and concentrate on what's coming so we're all now we've got the break to get everything sorted and down from the attic and set up and everything so and the baby's getting really really heavy and really strong kicks and where you knocks you for six sometimes when you're just kind of sitting down in the evening and stuff um so just trying to make the most of that like you know and enjoy it because it just flies and then you forget what it's even like and everything so just trying to take it all in and treasure it because you only get to do it a few times in your lifetime so let's go right back yeah. was your pregnancy planned <laughs> yes <laughs> I remember going to the doctor at the time and she was like is this planned I was like yeah she was like okay this is like mid lockdown when Covid was taken it was just crazy Um, we just didn't want to wait any longer um, our, all our kids will be kind of more or less four years apart just kind of happened that way never really planned such big gaps so we just said, you know what, it's just time, like, regardless of what was going on in the world, you know, it was time for us. So um, very fertile couple straight away. Baby was on the way. And yeah, it was great. And just with COVID and everything, it's been a great focus and, you know, good distraction and something positive for everybody to keep us going. So, yeah. And now we're in another lockdown. We were very naive thinking, oh, sure, nine months time, ten months time, whatever. It'll all be over. And <laughs> no. And did you suffer with morning sickness or anything in the first trimester? Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Bad sickness. But again, it was lockdown. So it was really good that, you know, it was. I didn't have to get up, try and get up, get out for work and get the girls sorted for school and everything. I could actually just be like, oh, you know, here's the TV for a few minutes, please just need to. Um, but yeah, no, um, it, it, it like you kind of forget about that then as well. And it passed after the 12 weeks kind of, you know, so um, I didn't I wasn't like vomiting really badly or anything like that. It's just, you know, tiredness, nausea. So I've gone public have done every time um I did toy with the idea private I think with with Claudia and um I kind of I requested a certain consultant and I did ring his office and just questioned you know should I go private and his secretary who was lovely just basically said look you're you're basically you're wasting your time going private just go public so I you're healthy there's nothing wrong with you you're paying for just a bed in the hospital so I kind of went okay right fair enough I'll go public then so so I always have done yeah I don't know I kind of said in the middle of this one now I was like oh gosh I kind of wish I did go private now because just with COVID and everything and then I did have um bleeds and this pregnancy and a few worries and stuff so I did kind of go oh gosh maybe I should have went private but I I can't complain about my care though either do you know they have been really good they've been really good and so you've pretty much attended every appointment on your own then have you alone yeah so we've I've attended everything alone um and you know when it's not your first rodeo it's not just as hard like I feel for the first timers you know as it really is so scary and new and unknown but for us um yeah so at about five or six weeks I got a bleed and 
because I've had a miscarriage before and that's how it started. I just automatically assumed the worst and it was a bank holiday. So I had to wait a few days and it was hell. Um, so TJ drove me to the hospital, went in on my own. So that was horrible because I was kind of going, I, I've been both sides where it's been positive and negative and I just was, yeah, I was terrified for that. But, you know, sometimes... Um, I just tried to make like I'm worrying about early labor like if I'm on my own in the hospital as well for this it's just you know you kind of have to try and find your own inner strength maybe and just focus yourself out him there you know that you just kind of go in and just take it all in yourself I don't know how I'm explaining it very well but you know what I mean it was just um it was all it was all good in the end anyway so that's the main thing but um yeah it is it is hard when you completely have to go on your on your own for everything so have you done anything then to help you prepare for labor on your own so have you done any hypnobirthing or anything like that to help you manage um well I'm just kind of doing a bit of hypnobirthing gentle birth app is kind of my main go-to um I'm loving it like it is really really nice because I am terrified I don't know like it's like sometimes I find I'm in a really good headspace preparing for it and then other times I'm like, oh God, this is, you know, terrified coming up to it. Um, I got the TENS machine for myself. So yeah, I kind of want to stay at home as long as I can. But at the same time, I kind of know I want an epidural. So I kind of want to miss the window for that. So it's long to stay at home because my my other two labours, my um, early labour was really long for both of them. Even the second time around, the nurses were like, this is your first baby I was like no this is my second it's supposed to be faster so <laughs> I'm guessing this time around maybe not I don't know um it'll be just as long so hopefully I'll be able to work it that I stay at home and have him there that I'm not on my own in the hospital um but that I also get in in time for some pain relief I'm just thinking of your two girls there how excited are they to know that there's a new baby coming into the family the girls, oh, they're so excited, yeah. They're just dying, yeah, they can't wait. And it's another girl as well, so they're over the moon. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and they actually haven't been impatient. I've been kind of waiting for them to be, when's baby coming, when's the baby coming? Like, so every time I have an appointment, they think, they're like, um, are you bringing home the baby now? And I'm like, <laughs> um, oh, gosh, yeah, no, I've been super organised because we're at the time now um so I've got like all clothes everything I've kept from them just everything so the uh, spare room has everything in it like so they're just coming in looking at all the little bits and pieces getting excited um yeah well I, my three and a half year old still comes into the bed at night and you know so it's like four weeks away now I'm like we really need to sort this out before the baby comes <laughs> that she'll stay in her own bed all night so I've Making us up as well and the baby. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. And how do you feel about the possibility of a much slower pace in comparison to your other two experiences in terms of your postpartum days and weeks? Usually we're running around, but you probably be a lot slower this time. How do you feel about that? And, you know, when you do put pressure on yourself to be like, oh, I'm super mom and, you know, you're everything perfect and sorted and whatever you know when you want to go off and show off your baby and things but um so it's a good and third time around now as well you know you kind of do get over that and you're like okay 
whatever whatever works like you don't have to have a perfect outfit on like as long as it's clean and you know but you do want to enjoy it too but it will be very different but like that yeah I'm looking forward to just having an excuse to just enjoy the little bubble of it just goes so fast you forget it like so um yeah I'm looking forward to like I'm kind of glad in a way it is lockdown too because you get that special time for kind of longer where you're not racing and running around and trying to keep up with everything else you know so now it's just like yeah just to get to just sit down breastfeed drink water let everybody try and help out as much as they can was they allowed to I don't know we'll see what happens <laughs> And you mentioned breastfeeding there. Did you breastfeed before? Yes. So uh, breastfeed as well again. Um, please God, just for, you know, as long as it suits us and it works and we're all getting on well with it. Um, um, yeah, the first time around, I had no idea at all. I just... I, I wasn't prepared I didn't at the hospital at the time was so busy there was no help I literally just kind of was trying to do figure it out for myself and ended up getting really really cracked sore nipples and then started with the um started pumping and using um the nipple shield so I could never get her back on then so it was the double the work though it kind of failed then after that um but I was kind of glad I got a bit of bit of it into her I suppose um but then I'm around then I was much more prepared then they knew what I was doing and it was just it was much more enjoyable and less painful and like I mean I didn't even know that you're supposed to break the latch with your little finger I was just pulling her off I had a great little app actually I forget the name of it I must download it again and um, where you time each side and you remember then which is which and and we'll probably do that again um yeah um we'll see how it goes please god it'll all go good and we won't have any tongue ties or anything like that did you make any new purchases this time around so i know you probably have a stock of loads of bits and pieces and everything you need but did you buy anything new just just a buggy we just got a new buggy um everything has a kind of kept even clothes bit of a hoarder when it comes to the baby stuff we just can't <laughs> bear to part with it um, <laughs> and yeah oh look but more clothes and more clothes like uh, anybody who's listening don't buy any more clothes for the baby <laughs> um so yeah just like I suppose you kind of know then what you don't need as well that you don't need like yeah you know, person like oh my gosh get everything 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 um so yeah car seats the the job is fitting three car seats in the back of the car that's the task today because we've got a smaller one for my eldest just to see where they fit so do you mind talking us through the few essential bits that you have in your hospital bags yeah um so well i have two bags so bag for the hospital stay which hopefully won't be too long although i always did love the hospital little I love staying in the hospital I know everyone hates it but I love the little bubble and having the support of the the nurses and the chats of the mammies and stuff but now with COVID obviously nobody can visit and with everything as well I want to get out of there um so yeah I've got the bag for staying over just usually you know your jammies um big horrible knickers pads <laughs> uh yeah nip all oh, the breastfeeding bits and pieces um the baby stuff in the ziploc bags with the nappies nappy vest baby grow hat all that um i i mask 
what else do I have in there? Um, oh gosh, you know, you're just dying for a proper cup of coffee in the morning. So it, like, it's horrible what they give you. So I have the little sachets for, you know, just so at least you have a half decent cup of coffee that you can feel human. Not that you probably will, but you know, just little comforts like that, that you kind of, oh, roll, own toilet roll. That's very comfortable and soft. Yeah, gonna need that. Um, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, what else do I have in there? Probably should take it out and have a look. Um, and then in the labour bag, then I've got just all my toiletries, the baby stuff, extra knickers, pads, um, nighty. Then what else have I got? I have yeah, the lavender and little um cotton balls. I think just it's good for a relax than just going to sleep at night because it's harder to sleep at night time now so um and did you buy yourself anything in particular for you know those few days after baby arrives yeah I got the big green couple of packs of the big green pads you know, the, um, and then I got some of the um you know the blue big pads the always big ones because I found they were enough after a couple of days you know, because the, the big ones obviously are horrible and you do leave like two or three of them straight away after. But like after a day, you're kind of like, yeah, I don't want to wear this big nappy around. Some people did suggest um, the the underwear that's like absorbent, like the whole underwear. I forget the name of them. Um, but no, I'll just stick with the pads for now, I think. And how, how do you feel about going into life with a newborn after being through before? you know even though you've done it before you're still going to get a shock to the system with the lack of sleep and going back to the because we've had such a gap between our kids it's straight back like the sleeping at night and you know being really independent and we're going straight back to day one um which I'm so so excited about but yeah I suppose um it's just a whole new person then that you're meeting then you know and you don't know you know, so it's kind of just to know their her little ways and what suits her and, you know, her own little personality coming through. But, um, yeah, luckily enough, you know, I do have great support and help. So, oh, Jessica, it's so exciting, isn't it? <laughs> oh, can't wait. Um, it's just flown, though. It's It's gone so, so fast. I'm like, this is actually happening. Like we're, you know, within no time at all, it's you're it's just the dynamics of everything will be changing again um so yeah just trying to make the most of um, our time together as a family of four and then as a family of five so yeah. well listen i'll let you go and i will wait for that text or phone call the next couple of weeks to let me know that you and baby are doing well and yeah your little girl has arrived oh i'm so excited for you <laughs> oh i can't wait god chat soon thanks talk, so much talk to you soon thanks for it So Jessica got in touch then a couple of weeks later to let me know that her little girl had arrived safely into the world and that she had the birth experience that she wanted. So I hope you enjoy the next part of the episode, The Birth of Bonnie. Jessica, congratulations. I was so happy to see your message come through and I was only thinking about you the night before, so it's so strange. Tell me all, tell me everything. So yeah, I was getting a lot of the predominant labour like I did the last time, driving me crazy, going nowhere. so trying to ignore that. But anyway, yes, yeah, so it was my due date. Technically, it was half 12 at night and I just went up and went to the bathroom 
came back to bed and next thing there was a bit of a gush well not really a gush but like yeah a big leak so um just kind of jumped straight up and let's TJ TJ oh my god my waters have gone totally not what I expected at all to happen like it's not really yeah. that common and it didn't happen before my waters were broke the last two times so I um just tried to remain calm not to panic the two of us looking at each other I was like I, I I really don't think I weed myself <laughs> you know, as you do and um because I've got the group strap. I kind of knew they'd want me in straight away, but either way, they wouldn't leave me to kind of labor or to, to get into labor because I didn't have contractions. So, um, yeah, just went downstairs, got the number off the fridge and rang the maternity ward. So they said, yeah, come on straight in. We'll probably pop you on the drip. And me being me saying how much I wanted my epidural on the phone told her, just let me know because the midwife told the midwife told me <laughs> the last appointment. She's like, if you know you want an epidural and you've got creepy strep and you need to get a line of fluids and antibiotics into you beforehand, make sure you tell them straight away so that they have it ready so you don't miss it. So you don't okay, miss it. Enough. So I just told her yeah. and she just is laughing away at me. She's like, well I can't give it to you over the phone. <laughs> you know, they're they're just so lovely. Like they really are. They just it's like a friend, do you know, they're just going gorgeous yeah. and um so we packed all up and got daddy came over then in the middle of the night just hopped into the spare bed and to mind the girls um I know it's COVID but somebody has to mind them you know yeah. um yeah. can't bring them <laughs> so we um oh. we headed on then and got to the hospital and got checked in by the time we got there and everything they said don't panic either like you know it was probably about two o'clock um so I had to go in on my own and just went straight up to the delivery room and you know it was really quiet actually thanks be to god um so they had to do a COVID test first for anything else and then you know they kind of had to I had to prove as such that my orders went like they know it did but they didn't want to kind of just be sure themselves so um we we're kind of waiting for that just to get proof and then um so it kind of was sort of all night then really by the time the COVID test came back it was probably about six o'clock in the morning so they wanted to just check and see what was going on like I was only having tightenings like barely like pain you know you nearly have to kind of concentrate on them to be like oh yeah um but and then Sorry, I show. can I just ask yeah. are they just doing the mm-hmm. the COVID test routinely I think so yeah yeah that's what they said on the yeah there's other tests and everybody um so they probably would have started me kind of quicker if they weren't waiting on that the test back you know I suppose they have to know whether I go into isolation then or, or whatever but um yeah came back negative obviously anyway thank god and um so then the doctor said he'd come and examine me then and they'd make a decision so this not so nice doctor came in as soon as he entered the room I was like oh no <laughs> and he yeah it doesn't really matter but anyway sometimes when you get the wrong vibe you can try it off you do yeah and I just kind of thought okay just do what you have to do get in and get out and like it is the midwives that really look after you at the end of the day the doctor just come around and just kind of go okay yeah tick 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 you know so he came in and was like okay you're two centimeters we start you on the drip walked out the door and I was like okay what are my options like can I wait to go myself or what's this you know anyway the midwife filled me in then I think she kind of got my vibe as well the way I looked at her and um so she 
said you need to have 15 or five contractions in 15 minutes for them to kind of be strong enough on their own that they won't start you because I was obviously nervous going on the drip and would have liked if I could have kind of gone myself but because oh my labors take so long to get going so I kind of knew myself I would have been there for another day waiting on my own to to get to the three centimeters or whatever just going on past experience um so I had five and 15 minutes and we were thinking, oh, great. And then another 15 minutes, I didn't have one at all. So she was like, right, OK, we'll have to start you. So because of my fear, uh, I can't remember, did I say, I kind of forget what I said in my interview last time now about my vomiting my first time I vomited severely. Um, and even after she was born for like two hours, it was horrific. So I really was scared of that happening again, just due to having so much medication going in. So I kind of, I said to her, can you please start off slow? You know, let's just go easy. So she did. And um, so he, oh, sorry, he was allowed up then before they even put me on the drip. She said, ring himself to come on up. So I was delighted then just to get him in from the start it was great. So this was about half seven, yeah, half seven in the morning. Um, they put me on the drip. And so, yeah, like it was fine. Were you in a room on your own at that stage or were you still in the ward? Oh, no, no, I wasn't in the ward at all. I was in, in the delivery room the whole time. Um, oh, yes, it was great. Then, yeah, so they put me on the drip to get me going. So I started then, yeah, I'm trying to think now, yeah, like it didn't really do too much. Um, and then it turned eight o'clock. Like, well, this only half an hour. It turned eight o'clock, so there was a change of shift. So we got a new nurse in, or midwife in. Um, and she was lovely as well, and a student as well. So there was the two of those. Um, so I was just filling them in and telling the crack and going on about my epidural. <laughs> and she just basically... <laughs> <I was gonna. laughs> um, you know and then she kind of goes yeah you know what you want like and it's just so funny when it's your third birth and not your first your first you just sort of sit there and take what you're given and like by the time this one rolled around it's kind of like if you don't ask for the birth that you want you just get the one that they give how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You're waiting for them to ask you questions, you know, and say, do you want this? Do you want that? Whereas, you know, because I kind of spent a lot of time thinking about what I wanted and, you know, what my options were that I kind of spoke up and asked. And just made to inform them of, of everything as well. And of course, they were amazing. Like, they were only happy to get what I wanted to, like, you know. So they, yeah, she kind of was like, okay, let's get you that epidural. And I was sort of going, um, really? Like, now? Already? She's like, yeah, yeah, like, you're you're going to have the baby. You've got the drip in. This is this is happening. Like, you whether you get it now or later on, and she might as well get it now when you want to. And I was like, okay, then. <laughs> Couldn't believe it was actually happening. I was there. Is this, is this actually happening? Like, I haven't really had any pains, and I'm getting my epidural. And, yeah, I was like, this is too good to be true. So he comes in then, and, of course, it's a bit more daunting when you're not – you're usually roaring in agony and all sorts just – can't wait to get the needle in your back but when you're actually sitting there not really in that much pain yet and <laughs> you're kind of a bit more nervous then because you realize that's a good point you yeah. know um but it was fine like it was I got a little tiny bit nervous but it was grand so got that in happy days sitting back thinking what's the catch <laughs> you know so um yeah there was a little bit of a catch so everything was going great and then so two hours went by. It said, wait, we'll just wait two hours and then check you, see how it's going on. They increased the drip ever so slightly then and, and all that. Like, and they were watching my tightenings. Like they had their hand in my tummy all the time. That's the only thing is it's horrible. You are restricted to the bed and you are monitored and you have to kind of stay there. Um, even if I didn't have the epidural but, um, before that they were doing that. And so they're, because for some reason the trace and the contractions wasn't coming up properly. So they really wanted to sit and monitor to make sure I wasn't, getting too many then like they're very they're very very good like they were on it and so then they checked me and yeah so it was still only three centimeters after two hours okay. so I knew it I just I'm like even when my body is given drugs to help me f- speed up still isn't happening mm. just takes its time and although obviously three to ten is a different story uh, it's just getting to the three for me but I was just I would three I wouldn't even say I really was because actually what happened then um was the midwife's grandmother passed away from COVID in the middle of it all so she had to leave got a lover um I felt so sorry for her. it was horrible so another midwife came in then and she was maybe a bit mature a bit more okay I know the business, you know, lovely as well, of course. No matter. Yeah, no. And um, so she, then she checked, she, so because I was still only the three centimetres, they were kind of like, okay, come on, let's get you yeah, going. So 
got the peanut ball out lying on my left hand side and the baby's heart rate went down and they were like oh baby's not tolerating that side not liking it at all we'll roll over onto your right side so rolled over onto my right side I was getting really nervous at the stage because when you hear that you're kind of and I still wasn't progressing I'm kind of like oh my mind just went straight to section and you know so I'd really had to try and bring myself back to just relax so I put on my hypnobirthin and just was kind of trying to breathe trying to relax myself as much as I could so that my adrenaline wasn't going to slow down everything else as well um, yeah. but it was still really chilled in the room like you know we were kind of having the chats and a bit of crack with them and everything like so it was nice um, so that was so, the, so she checked me after two hours still no good peanut ball and trying to relax for another two hours check me again still not even four centimeters so it was really frustrating and so this kind of more mature midwife who knew the crack was came in then and was like right yeah she was just cranked up that oxytocin or and just was like we're getting the baby out because at this stage I was really really nauseous and really worried about getting sick and I asked for an anti-sickness injection as well which they gave to me so that was great now whether it was kind of worked or not I don't know but I just sat with my face in front of the fan trying to you know <laughs> like when you're younger and you're like on the taxi home from a nightclub and you're just you've got the spinnies <laughs> yeah. and you're like in the back of the, the, the taxi with the window down just concentrating on trying not to get sick that's what it was for like hours and then I did like I vomited a good bit like but I it was kind of I was willing to do that as long as it kind of got me to where I wanted to go and she knew that as well she just didn't even care if I about me saying that because she's like you know we need to you're pushing this baby out like we're not going to end up because I started to get a bit of a temperature as well so with all those things combined it was kind of like between the heart rate had gone down that you know and my temperature not progressing I you know there are kind of a little bit of red flags in my head going oh my gosh I don't want to end up in the section on now so um luckily enough obviously I didn't but then so she cranked it right up and then yeah then you then I really really started to progress really fast then after that you know and um, she said would she check me again in two hours but it was probably about an hour after that that I started to you know you get the shakes and you're getting a bit out of it. The epidural started to wear off a little bit and I could feel it an awful lot more. Um, so I kind of knew myself, yeah, it's time. And yeah, so the epidural was starting to wear off and I was like, am I able to top it up? And then she said, oh, if you're saying that, I know you're close and I can tell by it. So we'll just keep going the way we are. And if you really want, you can have gas in there. And I said, okay fine we'll just keep going so just holding TJ's hand and just trying to relax and the whole time I was enjoying it as well don't get me wrong like I was we were really taking it in like we were relaxed we were sitting back you know the chatting had stopped at this stage we weren't any crack anymore you know Um, it's funny like because even though you have the epidural your body still is going through all this stuff and then I had three rounds of antibiotics with the group B that the oxytocin was on eight hours like the anti-sickness um and just you know the epidural a lot of stuff going on um so your body is kind of reacting and vomiting and whatever and um then I stopped vomiting so I kind of knew 
that's my body concentrating on something else rather than reject <laughs> everything that's coming on. So I, yeah, I kind of knew I was, I was closer than what she thought I was then too. So um, I could nearly feel kind of head sort of right there. Um, so after about five minutes, then I did go to her. I was like, can I have that gas in air? <laughs> Although I didn't actually really want it that much. I kind of just wanted her to check me more than anything else. So I sort of shouted that yeah. out a bit. And then because I said that, she was like, OK, I'll just check you now then, because I wasn't due to get checked for another little while. Um, so she checked me and she goes, oh, yeah, 10 centimetres. So I'm like, oh, great, let's get going. So she kind of she was on her own. So she was legged it out to go and get other nurse back because she'd gone for COVID training to come and assist her and so when she was gone I was just holding Tita's hand and I just was like tell her to get back in now and she was like eh, can you come back actually I can't forget Brenda Brenda was her name Brenda was her name and um, so the two of them came back then and then we just went ahead and started pushing so I started doing like my hypnobirthing pushing, the down breathing and everything. And like I could tell myself I wasn't doing it right. I was afraid of tearing and this kind of thing. So I was trying to be gentle and start off slowly. And they just kind of looked at me and went like, no, you need to do more than that. And I knew myself, I knew myself like, you know, because my last baby was nine pounds. So I was kind of going, OK, let's go easy. Um, so look, that went out the window and I just ditched it and done what they told me and took the big breath and held my breath and pushed and like it worked. You know what I mean? She was out. That's so funny. <laughs> I had all these ideas and then in the end it just went, do you know what, just just do what they do this every day. Let's just go with what they say. Um. You know, so then she, yeah, then after like just a few pushes and it was really nice because the epidural had worn off and off that like I could feel everything and like maybe a tiny little bit of pain, but nothing compared to what probably would have been without it. And it was just, it was so enjoyable. Like we just kind of looked at each other and we're like, this is the moment now, like this, this, you know, mm. um, it was so lovely. Then, yeah, and then the head was out and then TJ was crying and we were just waiting for one more push. And then out she came and straight up onto us and it was just, oh, absolutely amazing. Like, it's just, it's so fresh in my mind as well, like mm -hmm. that you can nearly even still smell it, you know, that kind of way. It's just, it's lovely. Um, but when she first came up, she was tiny, a little bit stunned. So she was out and the first few seconds, then, you know, they they quickly kind of picked her up then and cut the cord and brought her over to rope her down. I kind of was like, oh, my gosh, what are you doing? But I kind of knew myself. She really, really didn't move or breathe for a second. And they were just afraid she might have needed oxygen or something like that because they do need it straight away. So they just brought her over and rubbed her down. And then she was she was fine. Let out a big cry then. Then we got her back. So she's like, sorry, daddy, you missed cutting the cord this time, but we really needed to act fast in case there was something wrong. You know, if there wasn't, yeah. of course, it was grand. Um, so that was it, yeah. So she was just up in my chest and meconium everywhere. <laughs> I could see when she came out. Oh, really? <laughs> she started, yeah, and she was so bloody as well. It was so funny because well, the last two weren't at all. They were so clean. And then she came out and she was full of blood, meconium <laughs> coming out yeah. all on top of me and everywhere. It was so funny. But she was absolutely tiny. She came out and I was like, oh my God, she's so tiny. And I just knew she was smaller than any of them then. So she was only 6'12", um, which is funny because normally they get bigger and she was smaller. So she was 
term obviously on my due date and the other two were 40 plus two and 40 plus five not an awful lot but um you know she still was was smaller um but she's just beautiful oh my god just absolutely class and did she did she latch on yeah yeah no bother straight away and um they they let tj stay for about three or four hours you know because it was nice and quiet when we were in there and you know i kind of said that like oh don't say that that's when it gets busy because they had an awful weekend they said it was just mental so luckily enough we kind of arrived at the right time and they were they just kind of snuck off and just left us on our own in the room for ages then because they obviously didn't need the room back and you know so they weren't rushing us off the ward or anything so we got loads of time together so then he got to kind of do skin to skin and then that because I really wanted him to bond as well because I was like they might make me stay two nights and you know I hate the thought of him not being able to see her so it was kind of important then so he got as much time with her as he could there and then um so that was it yeah it was lovely and then so they wheeled me back down to the ward and like I, w- I was up and walking within about another couple of hours then and I can't I can't get over how quickly I recovered to be honest well I'm recovering like it's only six days ago like obviously but um yeah, yeah. I just it, it this time around it just really like and I had no stitches so it was great yeah, I was just going to ask about your recovery didn't have any tears or anything like that so it was great it's like it makes a difference when you don't it really does Mm. um even though I'm still uh, tense you know you're still kind of clenching your lower backs a bit like oh it's it's a thought of it but um yeah like it was just it all went so smoothly and just so lovely like it was it was great it was great and how long did you stay in hospital for Oh, yes. So I just stayed the one night. So she was born at 3.37. Then we went down to the ward about, yeah, about half six, seven, maybe something like that. And um, just got something to eat and kind of just... Yeah. yeah you know when those hospital lights where it's all hazy and you're sleepy and you're just like in this little Ooh. oh yeah it was gorgeous it was absolutely gorgeous and um we were we were on our own as well it was great so it was just us um so <laughs> like to say I got a bit of sleep but no I didn't but it, <laughs> the thought of it was nice um and yes we only stayed the one night it was great because I had three they got three antibiotics into me um in labor so they they weren't worried about the GBS they were quite happy for me to go home like I did say I wanted to go home normally I don't I do think you need to kind of stay a little bit to yeah. you know especially well maybe if it's their first time and that kind of thing as well um but they got everything done that they needed to do and let me home then that evening so it's about 24 hours in the hospital um Brilliant. and then got to go home yeah it was great yeah it was really really good and how have you felt since? Great. <laughs> yeah, it's been really good. Um, it's so funny. Like it's when you think back to my first time, then I'm just thinking, oh my God, it was so dramatic. And I was like, oh, it's like night and day between the two different births. Um, so if anybody wants to go for a third, go for it. It's just so, <laughs> just do it. <laughs> oh, amazing. You had such a lovely experience. I literally was like, if I could have wrote it out of what I wanted, of how I would dream of it to go. I honestly think I even nearly just imagined it up that way. Now, you know, as I said at the start, I was like, this is too good to be true. And like, it was an amazing and it was, you know, I couldn't 
say there was anything about it traumatic whatsoever or anything just a few little bits and pieces I was like oh, I had to work a little tiny bit like they did get sick and they did worry about having to get into a section and it wasn't progressing you know but like it's nothing on the scale of things like you know everyone that was around you through your labour and birth seemed to really support you and were kind of rooting for that vaginal birth oh yeah they did like when the ner- the midwife I keep saying nurse I know it's midwife when the midwife um had to go because her granny died like oh. you know she just looked straight at me and was like you were pushing this baby out because she knew I was worrying about it um and even the the student midwife as well like she was brilliant she was so lovely and um you know just couldn't have gone any better I'm literally still going oh this is great um still birth like you know but <laughs> honestly just a brilliant experience and just one of those times in life where you're just absolutely on cloud nine in heaven and just loving it and she's such a good baby she's just an angel and the kids are just absolutely mesmerized by her it's just lovely yeah and we kind of nearly forgot all about the whole lockdown 3.0 and everything going on like I know it's sad that uh, family can't see her and and that kind of thing like you know but still so grateful you know yeah where is she She's downstairs <laughs> asleep. That's how I'm like. Is she? Yeah. <laughs> he has her. I was like, you can come up if you really need to. Just, you know, you should be grand for a little while to have a chat. <laughs> and how are you? You're good. You're getting a few mm. naps in and all the rest. Here of and it. there. Yeah, it's great. He's off yeah. work now. Um the two weeks. So uh, it was so surprising for a workaholic, but I'm delighted. So yeah. he'll be back on Monday. So I'm a little bit like, oh. I have three kids on my own. Well, next though, this day week he'll be back to work. All right, okay. so it'll be like two weeks. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. And um, is it a relief knowing that you don't have the pressure of having to go anywhere? It's great. Yeah, like normally it would be school runs and and lunches and uniform and get them in and out and the different times. So it is nice, you know, and that they get to to spend time with her then as well too at home. You know, and then the whole school homeschooling one, like she's only in first class, so it's fine. She, she's only just does a little bit, like you know, it's not an awful lot, you know, sitting all day. Um, you know, it is just a pity that she can't show her off and get everyone to see her. And but it's nice not having the visitors too, then that you really are able to just, you know, that you're not busy making tea and then they stay too long and you know, you're exhausted and she's like crying and you're kind of like, okay, go away now. So we don't have any of that. I'm so happy that you had the experience that you wanted. Yeah, I know, I can't believe it. Because when I first was like, okay, I'm going, like they put me straight in the drip then with the GBS and my waters had gone, like, and I had a few contractions. So obviously, so I was really afraid then that it would go fast. <laughs> Not that it ever would for me, but you know, you hear how fast it can be that people are really scared of induction and like it's not so not what I thought would happen at all like you don't really think your waters are actually going to go and it's so funny because my seven-year-old said to me oh it's your due date tomorrow mommy so at 12 o'clock at night it's officially your due date so that's when you're going to like start having the baby and I won't be doing my homeschooling then that day um, because you'd be in the hospital and I was like no no that's not the way it works so I was like it's still just another day it could be any day around it's just a day a guest day you know trying to explain to her and like she was right like half 12 that night my water is away so she's delighted with herself now that she um predicted it correctly sent her to you the know. shop for a lotto ticket <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah I get and you know when you're like um 
yeah, I was getting a little bit frustrated, although I know I was only just due, but you kind of, you can't help, especially in lockdown, yeah. you can't distract yourself that um, you still, you do think, is it going to be today? Is it going to be today? Um, yeah, and it's it's such a focus but, during lockdown. Oh. It's what keeps you going during lockdown mm. as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it's just yeah. It's 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 you know. But I already kind of do. I'm like, oh my gosh, my bump is gone. Like it's like oh, it's so weird. You know, you nearly think a couple of times. You kind of nearly think you feel the move, and then you go, oh, it's really freaky. Those phantom still kind kicks. Of think, I have them. Yeah. A couple of times a week, I have them at night time, and I'm like, even really? nine months old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> it must be a hormone. I don't know. It's just yeah. It's um. It's crazy. Did you have many visits with your PHN then because you got discharged so early? Yes. So she came out Friday and we had to bring her back to the, just for if the way she fell that she was born, that she went, had to go to the hospital to get her heel prick test done yesterday. And it was, I'm, I'm traumatized. Never mind, poor Bonnie. Um, so yeah, we named her Bonnie, but we didn't, I, when I spoke to you the last time, her name was Amelia. <laughs> And it had been the whole pregnancy. And then about the last week, we just, like, we they were our two names. And I just kind of went, it must have been lockdown that I was fed up, that I just started overthinking. And I was like, I don't know. So, and he was the same. So we kind of, we didn't really know which to go for. And then we thought, well, do you know what? Maybe she'll tell us. Um, mm-hmm. So we said, wait till she was born. So then she was born and we still didn't know. And then because he had to leave the hospital, then, you know, they said there was actually so many babies going home with no names more than usual because daddy's not there to help pick the name, right. you know. Yeah. So they're leaving without names. So we did leave the hospital without a name because I wanted to wait to sleep on it. And then I wanted to, you know, decide together when we're all together then. And it would be nice. So we did. So we decided to go with Bonnie. Gorgeous. <laughs> Especially because so, she's so it's really her. petite. It's like it's nice. Yeah, it, yeah. that's it. Because she's so tiny. I think it just kind of felt right then. Um, so the nurses and doctors and everybody would come around. It's like, oh, what's her name? Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and there was this lovely um, midwife as well. Another kind of older one. And um, she came around. She saw the business and she was like... Um, Okay, and what's her name? I was like, I don't know. Oh, we'd have to give this beautiful baby a name. She was to be all over them. And um, and I was like, it's a Bonnie. And she's like, oh, Bonnie. And she was on about some Bonnie one she knew before. And she was like, yes, yes, that's her name. Has to be, has to be Bonnie. And I said, or Amelia. And she goes, no, no, she's a Bonnie. She's like, <laughs> like, okay, then. <laughs> Uh, the, the midwife, uh, the middle midwife, because there was kind of three over me and the student. Uh, it was Jessica as well ah. so she was like oh well I'm definitely not going to get a name a chance of getting a baby named after me today yeah. because it's your name as well I was like no sorry no chance oh you had a lovely group of women to help you you really did <laughs> oh they all are like but they're just they're stunning like yeah. they just are amazing and it's like it's like nothing to them like they're just so naturally just so sweet and when I was on I was in the hospital um a few times during the pregnancy with bleeds and a few things going on and like one or two of them actually remembered me because we had such lovely chats yeah. um you know that that they did come around then and they're kind of like oh I remember you were in and that like you know so it's so nice um oh but yeah they're they're, they're so lovely what a great positive induction story I know so there you that's that's it like and I I did like a couple of Facebook pages there like the the um January club birth mom club and all the rest so anytime anybody who kind of wrote up about inductions the last few days I've been yeah, like yeah I have a positive one it's okay it's okay it was okay for me you know um 
yeah because you usually well you always hear the bad stories though don't you you always hear the negative you always hear so I'm kind of my little mission now with this this birth is to you know be like don't be scared you know, although I know it's easy saying that I, I wanted an epidural and I know it's not for everybody and some people don't get it, some people don't want it and everything. So it's easy saying that when I got what I wanted um, and I didn't have pain. But like, that's the thing is, you know, and I know maybe you don't know going in what you do want, but, you know, I suppose have some idea and just speak up. So have you given yourself much time to recover in bed or have you been up and about? Um, I did for kind of the first few days and then the last couple of days I was like, yeah, I want to. I want to get up and you know enjoy her and um yeah yeah it wouldn't really be me doing that so we've kind of kind of just thought I'd get up but I if I did it first because like that I said like you know I was home after 24 hours and I do think you need you definitely need a couple of days that we are in bed and like I was on the couch um breastfeeding and had no hands and my mother made dinner and brought it over and she was spoon feed it was feeding me my dinner <laughs> my daughter was always the funniest thing to ever she was like why is nanny giving you your dinner <laughs> this is when we came home from the hospital then, you know so it was great you do need kind of like the little bit of of help and stuff oh jessica thank you so much for sharing your story i was so excited to see your message come through to let me know that you were safe bonnie was safe and you had a great experience so thank you so much brilliant oh I just was so excited I couldn't wait to share it with you like I I just love birth stories and I suppose because mine was positive I'm like I want everyone to be positive and um that's what I wanted and I got it so like you can you know and if you wish for it well enough like I mean every single night I had my hypnobirthing on and you know every day I was just thinking and chatting and just like going over my head so it's almost like I nearly manifested that I got kind of what I wanted um yeah um you know and I'm normally not I would be cynical I wouldn't really be that kind of person too much like a little bit you know but um there you go so gorgeous thank you I hope you enjoyed this week's episode if you'd like to share your story you're more than welcome to you can get in touch via Instagram at Ireland's Birth Stories or you can reach out over the website irelandsbirthstories.ie. I look forward to bringing you another episode. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.